Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in for Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk about, of course, our favorite topic, relationships. relationships. Um, and last week we talked about fair-weather lovers, and this week we're going to talk about depression and how depression can affect relationships or if depression is re- affecting your relationships. Um, Darren, why don't you tell folks what you do? Here, my background is in corporate America, and here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on resume consults, mock interview, and life coaching. Can you stop a second and answer? Well, like when people say my my background is in corporate America, right? What is that? Well, dude, what is that? Right. So I've had several positions in corporate America, mostly manufacturing. What is corporate America? Corporate, corporate America. It's basically <laughs> uh, Fortune 500 companies, uh, large corporations versus, uh, say, mom and pop traditional versus educational, things of that nature. Not really uh, the private industry, right? So really corporations, work of corporations. Okay. All right. And and so my job, what I do is I run a <laughs> I run a thriving private practice. Because let me just stop. Right. I've all, I've worked at hospitals for the years, and I'll say I'm in corporate America. Who say no? That's a hospital. Right, right. right. It's not, no, but they're corporate. Well, yeah, it's, it's the health the health industry. I don't want to hear that, mass man. It's a government. When you leave your house and go to work in corporate America, but okay, I get what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, I run a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. We do everything from medication management to therapy, individual therapy, family therapy. We do life coaching. We do mediation. Um, of course, we not one person does all of that. Many of us have specialties that we do. But if you're looking to put the pieces of your life back together again, we can definitely help you at No Wellness. Look us up online at www.nowellnessassistance.com. Yep. And we do have a call-in number in case you have any questions or comments today. The telephone number is 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. Awesome. And if, there's, if there are questions that you, you don't get answered tonight, you can definitely um, call our offices and set some appointments up, and we can help you get through the questions that you've got. And that number for the office is 630-428-2344. Again, 630-428-2344. All right. So let's talk just a little bit about depression and what depression is. So I have people that, that – um, come in every day with symptoms of depression. And depression to me is a word that people throw around a lot. And I don't know if people really understand that depression is more than just a low mood. It's a serious illness. And so while everybody feels sad sometimes or moody sometimes or uh, tearful sometimes, for the people with depression, these symptoms last longer than one or two weeks. We're talking five to six months long-term feelings of sadness that are unexpected. You can't really stop, that you don't just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but you, you get up during the day and you have apathy, lack of motivation. You, you are having body aches because depression actually causes physical body aches, trouble concentrating, problems trying to do what you're supposed to do for your day-to-day um, lifestyle, trouble bathing, getting your clothes together. And, and not, not everyone has all of these symptoms, but these are some of the symptoms that you can see. Having trouble with sleep, spending less time with friends or family, 
finding it hard to make minor personal decisions, um, finding it hard to take criticism. You see people using increased alcohol or drugs or even food, staying home from work or school, having more complaints about physical things or fatigue, um, maybe taking unnecessary risks and um, feeling sad and down a lot, disconnected from what's happening around them. And oftentimes, because the side effects of depression is suicide, oftentimes we see people with depression that have attempted suicide one, two, three, four, five times, and people that actually complete suicide. And obviously, as you talk about some of these symptoms of depression, you can see how these can impact relationships. Because if someone's depressed, maybe they're not communicating as they normally would. Um, they're disengaged. They can be disengaged. Um, they can have mood swings, right? They can have mood swings. They may not be interested in intimacy. Um, they're not really interested in being social, going out. So that can definitely, you can see how that can affect a relationship. It can take a person with depression so much energy throughout the day just to put on that mask and act like they're okay that they don't have any mask or energy left for the day for you when they get home. Mm. So, and, the, and some people, and, and the thing about depression is, you know, it really can be in remission, meaning that there can be a long span of time that a, the person with depression can do well, but that doesn't mean that it won't reoccur and come at another time. People can even, um, some of them, it can be aggressive, is that right? Uh, do men and women res, uh, display depression differently? You know, yes, if it, if men and women do display depression differently. Sometimes depression can go from sadness to anger, irritability, rage. So it's not, depression doesn't always look like crying and kicking rocks. It, it, it can look like many different things. And it's not just always gender-based. It's from person to person, right, because yeah. everyone has a different background, different things that have fed into their depression, different root causes. It can be organic. It can be secondary to um medications that people are taking, it can be secondary to a death. Let's say someone lost a loved one maybe six months to a year ago, and they're still feeling that depression, that grief and loss. So it goes from grief and loss into long-term depression. There's different types of depression. Um, a person can have um, postpartum depression, so after a pregnancy there can be depression. Um, you can get a head injury and change mood. There can be depression there. And there's so many different causes of depression, right? Um, you can also see depression developing in people that have been bullied for a long time, mistreated, abused. So there's not just one cause of depression. and It's not just one way that depression looks. But a lot of times people feel like depression is just only sadness that you can kind of pop out of. Come on, put on a stiff upper lip. You know, stop cheer up. Cheer up. Stop saying that the cup is half full when it's, excuse me, half empty when it's really half full. Look on the brighter side. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just say that you're going to feel better, you're going to feel better. And a lot of times depressed people come to me and say, listen, Dr. Noel, if it was that easy for me to snap out of depression, I would have done it. Right, because they don't want, and the most of them, they don't want to be depressed. I'm assuming, right? Right. Again, it's right. not necessarily my forte, it's the category of depression. Okay, but most likely they don't want to be depressed. So like you mentioned, if they if they could, they would. Okay, this is actually an illness. It's just not, hey, I'm kind of feeling down, my favorite sports team lost or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. Right? It is, it's more than that, and people need to understand that. Yeah, and I want to be careful when we talk about depression, um, understanding that 
at some time in, in almost everybody's life, they're going to experience some of the very things that we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. But depression, especially major depression, that's recurrent, and it comes back, right? Um, it, it, sometimes there's no real cause. You're just feeling some kind of way, and I want to be careful with that. And then Darren asked, do people want to be depressed? I don't believe anybody wants to be ill. However, I will say that a lot of times when people show negatives, like, oh, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling depressed, people tend to sometimes give them more energy. And sometimes they say, you know what, I'm really worried about Bob, he's depressed. So a lot of times people, when they're happy, don't get a lot of input or feedback. And then when they show signs of depression, people are, you know, giving feedback and and saying, wait a minute, I want to be involved with you. So sometimes you can get a negative feedback loop where someone's getting better treatment when they're depressed than when they're not. Mm. And so you can see people that stay in depression sometimes because they get treated better when they're showing those symptoms. Treat in a relationship wise. In a relationship with okay. parents, you know. People seem to be you know, way more sensitive, correct. more attentive to them. Correct. Less, uh, more forgiving, things correct. of that nature. Correct. Okay. But I don't believe that anybody wants to be depressed. I want I want to be really clear about that. Okay. So let's let's. There's a couple questions that people have. I'm going to answer the questions first, and then I want us to go into some of the information um, that we've looked up online. And so. Some places to look up depression. There's lots of great sites that talk about managing depression and dealing with depression. I'm not going to give them all out. Sometimes you can Google and take a look at those things. Um, And if you are experiencing severe depression, I'm going to encourage you to reach out and get some support, whether it's here or anywhere that you reach out and you get some support, number one, for your own personal safety, and number two, to protect your relationship. So primary is first you and then to protect your relationship. Let me ask you just a follow-up question on that, Dr. Well, when you say reach out for help, are you talking about talk to a best friend, talk to a mom and dad, or are you talking about talk to someone professionally? You know, I really, I really believe, and not just because I'm a clinician, but I believe that you play to a person's strength. So I really believe that if a person is suffering from severe depression, you need to reach out to a professional. Okay. I feel like friends, even other friends with depression that have gone through therapy, have done treatment programs, they, they, people want to be helpful, but if you're not trained in how to manage depression, you may not always be giving the best suggestions on what to do. Okay. Sure and enough. so I feel like I wouldn't, you know, some people tinker with their own cars, but I believe go to a mechanic. <laughs> okay. Um, some people, you know, like I've seen on Facebook and YouTube where people are doing their own surgeries, you know, for injections and whatnot, but I believe go to a surgeon for something when it, when it needs to be done. So my, my professional belief is, if you are experiencing severe depression, and even mild to moderate depression, that you reach out, get some care, you know. It doesn't have to be for the rest of your life, whether that's medication, whether that's therapy, whether that's, you know, exercise. I mean, there's more than one way to deal with depression, but I really believe that people need to be working with a professional. And I like that point because some people may think, well, I don't want to see someone because I don't want to take medication. That's not the only solution we're just saying to, to depression. Correct. Not only because you're depressed, you're seeking professional help, that they're going to try to put you on medication. Correct. And, and you know, you've got to do some searching for um, a clinical group that meets your needs. Some, I mean, and there are some people that believe if you have depression, you need to be on medication. I just understand that there's more than one way to treat depression, and not everybody is medication. Um, they, not everybody needs medication. Okay. Some people need medication and therapy. Some people need therapy. Some people need um, to go to a group, and that may be helpful. So 
Some people may need to go to a hospital treatment facility, especially if you're feeling low, especially if you're feeling suicidal, you know. So this is something to really consider and think about and realize that, again, I want to be really clear that I don't believe that a person with depression is purposefully setting out to destroy relationships, but it is a side effect of depression that it is difficult to keep relationships because there is so much trauma and turmoil going on that it's difficult to reach out to people and it's also difficult to receive their input, right? right. Because if, you're, if your depression is being expressed as rage, right, right, you may not be able to take criticism right. at all. Okay, sure. And another thing is, again, and I want to be really clear, we've seen so much suicide lately with, especially in the um, – Hollywood setting, we've seen so much suicide in the past six months, and I really want people to understand that depression is serious, it's an illness, and it's not a I can just snap out of it. And a lot of people that that have depression are ashamed of it. Okay. They don't want it. They don't want to seek help. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying that everyone has to, but I'm suggesting that people really need to take a look at what's happening for themselves and seek out the best treatment for them. Instead of self-medicating maybe with drugs or alcohol, instead of um, maybe calling 50 friends for them to make you feel better, because a lot of times people don't really know how to manage depression or handle it, and they don't know what to tell you to do. The other thing is not one thing works forever. That's the big thing that I heard when you talk about. There is not one solution for everybody who would deal with depression. Well, reaching out for help of some right. sort. Is well, what, what the solution is after they reach out is not going to be the it's not cookie cutter. Correct. So even though it's like you mentioned before, you could be reaching out to a friend who maybe has overcome depression, but what worked for them may or may not work for, that, for you if you're dealing with depression. So you want to speak to someone who is a professional trained in dealing with depression so they can find out what the right solution is for you. Absolutely. And then each person has to be on top of their own mental health. What do I mean about that? You know, talk to some clinicians. Find out what the treatments are out there. Find out what may be helpful for you. Figure out, and here's another thing, a lot of times depression is hereditary. If you're depressed, it's possible that others in your family have been depressed as well. Find out, hey, what did you do? What worked for you? What didn't work? It's okay to get data. You don't have to do everything folks are asking you to do, but it's okay to reach out and get that data. Okay, because that may be something helpful to share with the professional you're dealing with. Hey, you know what? My mom dealt with depression. My father dealt with depression. Here's how they did it. My brother or whatever. Some folks in my family have dealt with it, and here's what my family history is um, regarding depression. So that may be something that the, the person you're seeking professional help with can use that information. Absolutely. Okay. And there's also feelings of hopelessness and helplessness with depression. And then you can have depression that has psychotic features, meaning that a person is um, not really oriented in reality anymore. And then you can have depression without psychotic features. So there's, there's lots of different parts to it and breakdowns of it, and not everybody is the same, which is why the solutions aren't always cookie-cutter. But I'm suggesting that you always reach out for help. Okay. The second thing I'm suggesting is, Let's say you are married to, dating, a friend of, a coworker of, a person with depression. You may need to encourage them to reach out for help. Okay. Okay? And I want us to be careful what we say, right? Not, hey, you know, cheer up, Bob. Keep a stiff upper lip. Things are going to get better. Because maybe when a person's feeling depressed, they may not feel like things are going to get better. And even though I go, I say this to clients all the time, your feelings are just your perception, 
what people feel is real for them, so we have to be careful with that. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, so we've talked about some signs of depression. Let's talk about a, a few more that are severe signs of depression. People may self-injure. Okay. Um, people may harm themselves in other ways. They may harm other people. Just the feeling of powerlessness sometimes is very devastating to people, and people feel desperate. You know, lash like, out. yeah, what do I do? How do I manage? Now, I'm not suggesting that, oh, somebody's depressed, they're going to kill you. No, that's not what I mean. I'm meaning that that powerlessness, that helplessness can push a person to behave in a way that they may not normally do so. To your point there, they're acting like they may not, that's not their normal behavior. A person with mental, a person illness. With mental illness of dealing with depression is not acting like their normal self. So you're like, well, that person would never do this. They would never behave like this. Well, at this point in time, they're dealing with the mental illness. Right, and, and let me say this. We really don't know what another person would do. Like, I always hear people go, you know, my wife would never commit suicide, but I don't know that. Hmm. But people say that all the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. People say that all the time. You know, I can vouch for, for Bob. He would never steal that. He would never, he could never commit that. He would never lie. I don't, I don't know lie. about any kind of stealing and depression. Let me, I don't want you to No, no, I, I, I'm just saying people will make comments about saying what people will do or won't do. I just want to be clear that you never know what another person will do. Okay. So if you are in doubt or if you're concerned about a person, reach out to them. You can also get wellness checks done. If you're concerned about someone's safety, you can always, you know, call your local non-emergency line and have a wellness check done. So let's talk a little bit about depression and relationships and living with the person with depression. So we got this information from upliftsprogram.com. And there are a couple rules that, that they talk about. They have nine. Understand the disorder. So that's, that's really good. Now, let me say a couple of things. Understand as best you can. We can empathize with a person, but if we've never um, experienced depression, we can't always understand, you know. So you can sympathize, empathize, but not understand. But look up signs and symptoms. Find out as much as you can. Go with them to therapy if they'll allow you to do those things. Find out kind of how they're feeling. Those kinds of things are important. So if you think somebody is dealing with depression, kind of do some research on that so you can know the signs. If you're in a relationship with somebody, you know what, like this person may be dealing with depression right now. Let me do some research so I can fully understand what they're dealing with right. so I can recognize the signs. And also what you're getting into, right? Okay. If you're dating someone, a lot of people are upfront and they say, hey, you should know that, you know, they suffer with depression. A lot of people are upfront, but you need to be aware of what that may mean for you as well. Another thing is keep in mind, and this is something that we just said earlier, that he or she can't snap out of it. Um, that depression is a real illness. It's not just um, moping around all day, one or two days. It's a real illness that people live with daily, and it affects their daily outlook. It affects how they see things. It affects how they taste food. I mean, all of these things are affected. I think you mentioned something, especially about getting a research and finding out what you're dealing with if you're if you're dating somebody who may be dealing with depression. And if you have depression. And if you have depression. Because, again, I guess the point is, if you're not married yet, make sure you understand this, right? Okay, so if we're not married yet, we have not gotten married, and you're finding out someone say they may be depressed or show some symptoms of that, are you willing to go into this marriage with that? It could be yes, could be no, but you just want to make sure you have all the information you can continue choose to continue on or whatever you're going to decide in that relationship. And the comment you just made, yeah. and I want to be careful because you're not a clinician, so I'm I'm not, sometimes yes. you're saying things without, like, really realizing what you're saying here. Okay. 
that's why a lot of people don't tell folks that they have depression because people are like, oh, no, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who has depression. I might need to get out of the relationship. You know, I want to be careful that we're not telling you if, you have, if a person has depression, don't get involved. I'm not saying that. I'm saying full disclosure, have an understanding of what you may be getting involved with. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying just to find out so you know what you're dealing with. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, and remember that people can't snap out of it. You can't just get up one day and get over it. And try not to express um, demeaning things like, you know, I can't wait for you to just snap out of this depression. And, again, I hear that a lot in relationships that you want somebody to snap out of it, get out of it, move on. And I have to be clear, someone else's illness is someone else's illness, and you can't govern how much time it's going to take them to do something. Okay. Because you have to wait. Um because it, it, I guess because it's individual. it's individual. I don't know what you're talking about waiting for. I'm just trying okay. to say. Sure. Another person's illness is their illness, and you can't decide for them how long it's going to take for them to deal with the situation. You mean like it's, it's time off, you should be better now? Right, right. People okay. say that a lot. Like, Dr. Noel, how long am I supposed to wait? I waited a year, and he still isn't any better. Well, maybe this is severe, and he's got to figure out a way to deal with it, you know? Okay. And it's the same with parents and kids. I mean, when I used to work in inpatient units, I would have people say to me, you know what, Dr. Noel, um, I've, this is the fifth time my kid has been back. They're not getting better. You know, how long do we have to deal with this depression? And I think the better question is, how do you think Susie Snowflake is feeling about the fact that she keeps dealing with depression every day? You get to walk out of the room and not be depressed, but your child or your loved one may be in this, with, living with this forever. Mm, okay. So something to be careful for. And another thing is we don't know when it's going to hit. It's not like, okay, they're 15, they're out of the woods, you know, this person's not going to get depression. Any number of factors could occur that could that could contribute to the occurrence of depression in a person. Another thing is um, ask about how someone's feelings are, are, are what, what's going on. Um, you know, here's what's interesting. They're encouraging you to your friend to discuss their feelings, and I think that that's really great. But we all know that it's difficult for someone else to deal with your depression every day, day in, day out. So so I may suggest that, yeah, you want to hear how they're feeling, but you also, especially if you're, if you're living with depression, you want to have a safe place to discuss the depression where it's not going to become an issue of, you know what, I'm tired of it, Bob. Every time I talk to you, you're depressed. Just come on, move on with it. You know, we all have bad that You don't want that. And that's why I suggest a clinician because depression can be long-term. So you're not putting the relationship at risk. Correct. And it's not so much that you're not putting the relationship at risk, but you want to, You don't want to be in a position where someone starts to be sick of you, quite frankly. Okay. And that happens a lot with people that deal with depression. The partner gets tired of it. Okay. They say he or she's a pessimist. Dr. Noel, they're always... Sad. They're always talking about sad things. How long is this going to go on? And and I can say things like have a positive mental attitude. Did you take your medication today? Those things are fine. However, there's still side effects of depression that people deal with, and each person has to deal with that differently. I'm going to push through some of this other stuff. Um, admit your own powerlessness against against depression. That and, and I want to be careful with that. I don't feel like a person is powerless against depression. But there are some daunting features of it that we have to be careful with. And, again, that's why I want people to speak 
excuse me, um, professional help. Do not try to rescue. You know, one of the things someone doesn't want to be is your project. You know, like, you know what, Bob? Um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna quit until your depression is gone. It's like you you know, always saving someone. You don't wanna be in the position to always save and you don't always you don't wanna be in the position to always be saved. So you're saying the that could, the person who's dealing with depression could take that negatively. You know, Absolutely. Like I'm not your project. Okay. Like thank you for caring, but I'm not your project. You know what I mean? And so it, it's hard to sort of sit by, like people sometimes say, Doctor, I'm just sitting by and watching them suffer. But there's things that you can do. Like you can create such positive situations. You can ask how they're doing. You can encourage them to seek treatment. You can stay positive. You know, there's things sure. that individuals can do. You cannot assume, and here's the other thing, don't assume that everything is because someone's depressed. You know, you yelled at me, maybe it's your depression. No, it could just be they're angry. You know, like be really careful with what your personal stuff is about somebody else's depression. That can be challenging to, to navigate between that, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody is, you know what, no, this is not because you're depressed. You're just being mean right now, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And how to navigate if you're in the relationship. Well, you still have to tell a person what you need. I mean, it, it's no different than if a person has diabetes, you don't stop saying, hey, I need you to pay attention to me, right? Okay. You say, listen, I know you're going to take your insulin and all, but when that's over, can we have a discussion? So I still feel like you can have expectations of someone when they have depression, but I want to be careful that we're not demeaning. Okay. Um, you know, we got a couple of questions that came in, so I'm going to read them and, and try to get to some answers. Um, question one says, I married a man knowing that he had depression but didn't know how it would affect me. How long do I stay before I can't cope? I don't want to leave, but I can't stay. Um, so we were just talking yeah. about that. Like, cool. how, how will depression affect you? You know, there's a reason that thou say for better or worse, yeah. right? And, and it's interesting because you're telling me that you went in with full disclosure. And I get it. It's difficult because if a person tells you they have depression but they're doing well at that point, and you haven't seen the slide down, you haven't seen an, an episode, so to speak, then you may feel like, oh, I can manage this. You know, it's going to be okay. Um, and so how long do you, let me read, let me read, how long do I stay before I can't cope? You know, that's up to you. I never encourage people to leave relationships. That's going to be your decision. But I'll say this much to you. Don't leave before you've exhausted all of the options. Have you considered couples counseling? Have you, is your spouse, um, getting treatment? Are they taking medication? Are they self-medicating? Is there alcohol involved? Are there drugs involved? Is there oversleeping involved? Like, I can get how that's draining for a person to have to take so much energy to care for themselves that they can't care for you. I, I get that. I understand that. And that's why I'm saying that you have to send professional help. So I'm not going to give you a 30-day or 60-day or say a year. I'm going to say you need to do, or my opinion is, you should exhaust all other options before you leave. How do you, can you hold them accountable for their their steps that they're supposed to be taking to get well? From they say they seek a professional, and the professional recommends they come to talk therapy once a week and maybe take some medication. But you see, you know what? That your partner has skipped the two weeks worth of appointments or skipped the medication. Can you hold that person accountable? You know, honey, you know we sought professional counseling to help you deal with the depression, but you've missed the last two weeks of your appointments. You know, you know, I absolutely believe that you can hold a person accountable. Okay. But again, someone having depression doesn't mean that they don't have a brain anymore. It doesn't mean that they, they don't have responsibilities anymore. It means just that, that they have depression and that there's steps that people can, can be a part of 
to make things better, and then you cannot do the things that are supposed to happen and, and things don't improve. So I, I wholeheartedly believe that you can hold the person accountable. I just don't want people to do that in anger. No, okay. So it's a, it's a difference between, hey, Darren, you told me you were going to go to the gym twice a week. Um, hey, what happened? Or, you know what, I'm sick of this. You said you're going to go to the gym twice a week and you didn't. I'm out. I'm bouncing. I'm gone. So that, those are two separate things. Okay, gotcha. And I believe that there can always be consequences no matter what. Like I have people that say, uh, Dr. Noel, my daughter is depressed. Should I make have her make up her bed? Absolutely. Because when she grows up, goes to moves out, she'll still have to make up her bed. You know? Yes. Next question. My wife has postpartum depression now, but I didn't but she didn't have it with our other children. How do I help? You know, be supportive, be there, be as helpful as you can and support her getting some assistance. I think one of the things that people feel like when when they have depression is that everything is so overwhelming, but I look weak for reaching out, so I, I don't know what to do. Encourage her that reaching out doesn't make anybody weak and that's okay, and that we all reach out for different reasons at different times and that we all need help for different reasons at different times. Try to take away the shame factor. Try not to not to be a part of the shame. Like, oh, don't get, oh, oh wait a minute, you're depressed, you know. Mm-hmm. Try not to do those things. Try to be positive and try to be a support. Meanwhile, try to get some outside support so that you don't become so exhausted that you're giving everything you have to give and you're not getting any reciprocal care back in your relationship. Okay. You know, well, I mean, we've got so many more questions, but we've only got a few seconds left. So, you know what, guys, at a later point, we're going to finish up um, a second part of dealing with depression in relationships and how it's affecting your depression. And keep emailing us those questions so we can go over those things online or over the radio. Thanks so much. All right, so we'll talk to you next week. Have a good evening, same time next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've reached the Holiday Helpline. We turn the holidays into holidays. Hi, my gift list is a mile long. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.